Hi, welcome to the ninth episode of my podcast, Stories by Vera V. I'm so incredibly excited for today. And also, I just want to remind you that new episodes come out on Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Individual ones on Thursday, like today. Point is, this week I've been thinking about something, and it is that I don't know where I'll be in a year. I don't know. Perhaps it is due to the fact that 2022 is coming up, it's right around the corner, Or perhaps it is due to the fact that I'm graduating high school in 28 days and I'm launching my music career (laughs) all at the same time, all very soon. I'm nervous. I'm incredibly terrified almost, but I'm also very excited. There's a lot of feelings and emotions going into this, so let's talk about it. Interesting stories by interesting people. Stories by Vera V. Firstly, I just want to start that this morning I got an email from somebody at Chartable which is apparently a service to check the charts for a podcast. And I was not aware of this because I, I don't know how to find this information. Like I, for this podcast, all I do is I record and obviously, you know, I put work into it and then I just release it and that's it. I don't really check the progress, which I don't know. I feel like I should, but it's all about creating for me. But anyway, and the email said that um, my podcast, Stories by Vera V, is number 81 in Germany in the category of self-improvement, which I feel like is so random. Like, who would have ever thought? I would not have ever thought about this a year ago. So I just want to say thank you so much. And if you are a listener from Germany, which according to my anchor statistics, I looked at that yesterday, Germany is the top country at the moment. It has 22% of all my listeners, which is absolutely incredible. So I'm just sending you love if you're listening, and especially if you're a listener from Germany. All my love. I have a lot of German guests coming up also. Yeah, random side note. Um, And it is also the week three of my Powerhouse 31 Challenge. If you're doing it with me, congratulations. This is us shaking hands at this moment. If you're thinking of doing it, please be sure to check the highlights on my Instagram account. It has a little atomic, what's it called? Autonomy? No. Anatomy. An atomic heart emoji and it's all the information there and week three is really centered on work and working and the way that I designed the prompts to be once again check my Instagram you'll have a clear idea of what I'm talking about is before it was a set set of rules it was like 30 minutes of reading this much of project work this much of that now there's not that anymore there's a lot more freedom and what's happening right now actually if you're listening to this podcast episode as soon as it's released a big hug for you and an extra kiss Mwah, I love you, but I just want to say I'm not on Instagram and I will not be for the next two days. And that's absolutely weird and terrifying at the same time because I've never taken a break, not since April when I started this thing, April of 2021. But yeah, I'm not on Instagram. I'm logged out. I'm filming a YouTube vlog um, to document my journey. I'm recording this podcast, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting time. Definitely a challenge for me. So back to the topic of I don't know where I'll be in a year. Thing is, I don't even have a plan for this podcast episode. And for my previous individual one, I also didn't. But for this one, I didn't even know what I was going to say until I sat down and I said it. Not that it didn't take me six tries at first, but that's still the case. I've never had that happen before. And I fully mean it. Thing is, what prompted me to think about it, I think, are Snapchat memories. So I I don't have Snapchat in... um, the context that I don't use the app. Um, I'm glad I don't use the app, but I do have Snapchat memories and I put some stuff there, especially personal things, because then they pop up a year later and I'm able to watch and just see the documentation of my journey on a much more personal level. Honestly, I would rather, I would do anything instead of having my Snapchat hacked. 
And the thing is, you will not find it because it's very obscure. It just, it's impossible to find, really. There are no traces of it anywhere. But um, yeah, so it popped up and I was looking at my memories from December, I think, December of 2020. Yeah, <laughs> I keep thinking right now it's 2022. This girl is living in the future. And I was in a such different place than I am right now. And I honestly, I would have never thought. I Today I was scrolling through and I was looking at my memories from April and May of 2020 um, of, and also of 2021. And it's such a different place. Like in May 6th of 2021, I had 17,600 something people, people, individuals following me on Instagram. And I recorded a lot of videos and snaps to myself to watch them back later. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so grateful to be building this community. And now I can't check Instagram right now, obviously, because I don't have the app for the next two days. But but what I do know is that it's over 70,100 people, individuals. That's that's bigger than a small country, I'm pretty sure. That's absolutely incredible. So point is, I could have never predicted this. I just couldn't have. But thing is, with my social media journey, I'm talked. I've talked about this, but I just want to reemphasize and remind you, why did I start this whole thing? So obviously the common theme that you see is self-development and individualism. And those are things I'm absolutely incredibly passionate about. And I think I will be for the rest of my life. That is my message. If you take anything away from my content, I want you to take away my message of individualism and self-development. But I originally ventured into social media just making random videos and whatnot. And then it became kind of more focused. Like if you look at my YouTube channel last year, um, November, 2020, that time, it was weird. Like it wasn't as focused as it is now, I guess. But I was doing it to build a social media platform for my music. Because here's my thought process. This is so exciting. I can't believe I'm talking about this. Before recording this episode, by the way, I was really nervous. And right now I'm like a little bit jittery. I want to go do jumping jacks, which I probably will at the gym. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'll go later today. At that time, I was building my social media platform to launch my music, just to have a launching pad for my music. Because thing is, I with my music career, I'll talk about this a little bit more in depth, but I don't want to be signed to a label. I never really have. Not. I remember I was maybe 11, 12 years old, and here's how I thought things were going to work out, which is really interesting. Just listen closely to this. When I was 11 years old, this is my thought process. Yeah. So I'll get my voice up and running by the time I'm like 13. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And at that time, my vocal technique was so messed up and I only really started fixing it when I was 13. Up until 13, I couldn't even hit the right notes. Not because I was a bad student or it couldn't just because nobody taught me the right technique. And because nobody taught me the right technique, it just kept getting worse. If you're into singing, it was a lot of larynx issues. My larynx placement was just all over. It was wobbling. It was terrible. And it made me cry oftentimes because I just didn't like my voice. And I feel like I have such a beautiful voice. Not to toot my own horn, but I genuinely like the way I sound now um, because I fixed my technique issues. But anyway, <laughs> so I thought that I was just going to get my voice ready. And at 13, I was going to hire, I don't know how, but I was going to hire the best songwriters or one of the best, whatever. Like, it doesn't really matter. They were going to write a song for me and I was going to perform it. And that was going to be it. That's how my music career would launch. That was me at 11. And then at 13, I started writing a lot. And by the way, I write all the time. I don't know if you know this, but I write literally all the time. Lyrics everywhere. I have a box. Fun fact. Um, I have a box under my table in my room. 
and it is filled with crumpled up papers. And every time anybody comes into my room, like my sisters or my family, because I actually, I don't let anybody into my room. I don't like when people intrude my space like that. I know it's a weird thing, <laughs> but they see that and they're like, oh, what kind of trash box is this? But it's not. It's just my lyrics that I've written all over the years. It's quite a bit. It's a, it's almost, it's an Ikea thing, whatever. It doesn't matter. So at 13, I started writing and I realized that I could never completely give up that sort of control and I could never delegate it to anybody else because this is so important. And I know it's called the music business, but to me, I don't know why, maybe just because of my little naivete, but it's only maybe a week ago that I realized that it is a music business and that people go into it hoping to make money. You know what I mean? It's something I've always known, but it just never hit me as it did a week ago. Like there are people that structure their writing and their music to make it successful, which I just so wild to me. I don't know. I've never approached anything like this. Even with social media, it's not just my social media. It is my business. It's part of my brand. You know, I can't believe a brand. I'm like, I'm 17. Um, <laughs> yeah, building my brand in the moment as well, but it's part of my brand, but I've never approached it like, Oh, how can I make a viral video? For me, it's always been like, how can I share something? How can I share? How can I share something vulnerable? How can I share something valuable? It's never been focused on how can I motivate somebody? How can I inspire? That's just a very nice side effect, but I just never expected my content to do that. Because to me, it's not inspiring. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. To me, it's not inspiring in a way that it's just my life, you know? I had no idea that my, I don't know, Instagram reels could inspire anybody. So with music at 13, that's when I realized that I wanted to do it by myself. And at 16, I you can watch this on my YouTube channel. You can trace it back. I started building my home studio. And what that means is just having a microphone and a computer, a desktop, which I use for pretty much everything. And the microphone is, it's really ironic because I don't have a podcast microphone. I just have this one. It's a Shure SM58 or something like that. I don't know what it's called. It's more, you could find it probably, but it's uh, one of the best microphones I think for singing or one of the starting ones, I guess. And I just use it for my podcast because I, I use this microphone for everything. I don't really have anything else. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So that's when I realized that, you know, maybe I should also produce my own music. And I was going to practice producing for like a year to get really good at it until I just stopped and I realized that it's a lot of work. <laughs> it really is a lot of work. And I just, I would rather focus on my art. So the point is, I'm a singer-songwriter, but I'm not a producer. And also with that, singer-songwriter, all my, oh my goodness, all my, I want to say adult life, I'm not even an adult, all of my guess previous years i've been saying that i'm an aspiring singer songwriter but it just hit me yesterday that i am in fact a singer songwriter do i sing yes i feel like my singing is also getting better a lot it's all the grind the grind's paying off but i sing and i write my own songs so that makes me a singer songwriter doesn't it and i think yes yes it does so with that i gave a presentation on this not on this but i mentioned it um for my english final for business communications I talked about the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, and it was a just like a book report in front of the class. And I also talked about my ambitions a little bit to kind of introduce myself and establish myself as the character and how the book could possibly apply to me. I don't know what kind of accent this was, but I like it. I think it was really fun. And so I said that I want to fully dive deep into music after I graduate high school. And I remember also giving a presentation in that class maybe two months ago. And I remember saying how I was going to graduate in 68 days. And now it's 28 at the time that you're listening to this. 28 days until I graduate high school. 
12 years of my life. How crazy is this? I think it's absolutely insane. 28 days until freedom. That's how I view it. Honestly, every time I come home from school, my dad's always like, how's school been? And I say, oh, only 30 more days left. Because <laughs> that's how I feel about things. I've talked about this in my uh, um, first podcast episode. I'm graduating high school early. But I'm really excited to graduate. I feel like I've taken everything I could from it. But with my music career, it's also a thing that seems so far away. Because it's always been like, oh yeah, I'll start it when I graduate high school. And the thing is with me starting it, it's not like I'm going to start singing or start writing. I already do that and I have been doing that for years. I've been playing the piano since I started it when I was around 14. I was 13, but I was just about to turn 14, like in three months. So I've been doing all those things, but I guess starting is just what makes it official. So for me, I know I'm a singer-songwriter, but I still consider myself to be an aspiring singer-songwriter until I released my very first song. And on the topic of that, this is just between us, but I already know what it's going to be. I have a song in mind. I wrote it on November 9th. Um, I finished it on November 13th, I think, or maybe 12th of 2021. So not too long ago. It was maybe a month ago. I know what it's going to be. And I don't know how I feel about this. I really don't. Like, I'm tearing up right now. If you're watching the video cast on Spotify or um, on my YouTube channel. Because I don't, I don't know how it's going to be. And thing is, with my social media journey, like I mentioned prior, it was to have a starting point for my music career. To already have an audience that is going to listen. Because it's so hard to start with music just from scratch. And I didn't want to, like I said, I don't want to turn it into a, a business. You know what I mean? For me, it's, it's about self-expression and just expressing who I am and what I want to say. And I feel like I have a lot to say, so a lot more songs to come. Um, me saying this without having released my very first one. Yeah. So if I were to start music from scratch, I think I would have to focus it more on, you know, making it successful. Because it's just so, it's such a tough industry, really. I feel like to start it from scratch. So that's what social media comes in. And I know that you're listening. Chances are you're probably going to want to hear my song. That's, I couldn't be more grateful, honestly. I'm so excited to just share my art with you because it's a side of me I've never shared before. Self-development, yes. Like individualism, absolutely. It's going to be part of me forever. That's how I'm getting to where I am right now. That's how I'm getting to where I will be a year from now. But with music, it's, it's an art form. And it really, truly is. I perceive, I already talked about this, but I perceive my reels on Instagram to be an art because I put a lot of thought into each and every one. There's the very specific message that may not necessarily just lie in the text. There's metaphor. There's, I don't want to say simile because no, there's also no illusions, which are my favorite literary device. Um, no, alliteration. Sorry, I messed it up. Illusion, alliteration. Haha, that's an alliteration. But there's metaphor in my reels, and I, I really think about each and every one. It's like a little movie, you know what I'm saying? Considering that I'm the one filming it and editing it, it's really fun. But with art, it's stories. That's <laughs> the name of this podcast. I know, look at everything come together. And this is actually the time period that I feel like everything is coming together. It's very unexpected, because like with social media, this is my third time saying this, but it was just to launch my music. But the thing is, I had absolutely no guarantee how it was going to work why it was going to work or how it was going to work. When was it going to work? I don't know. I don't know. I was expecting to get somewhere on social media to build that original platform on YouTube. And it's on Instagram. Who would have ever thought? 
because when I was, and I guess in December, when Reels were just starting, everybody was like, oh my goodness, it's so hard to get Instagram famous, blah, 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 blah. Because it's, honestly, before Reels, it was nearly impossible. Because how would you going to do that? Unless you're exceptionally, I don't know, pretty or something, or handsome. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that it happened, and I don't know how, just makes me want to trust the process. That's a very, I don't know, I feel like it's a very interesting concept of trusting, but that's the conclusion that I've been coming to this past few days. Because like I said, I'm nervous about this. I don't know where I'll be in a year and that makes me nervous, very nervous. And I'm kind of a nervous person. I don't have nervous energy, I'm confident, but at the same time, I'm nervous about a lot of things sometimes. Like I think a lot and I can overthink, honestly, not as much anymore because I'm very, very, very exceptionally busy, which helps, which is good, but I can overthink. And so when I don't know where I'll be, where I'll end up, quote unquote. I just trust the process. And what it really comes down to, watch me tie this like a knot, is the Powerhouse 31 Challenge. Very interesting, huh? Week one was all about believing, believing in myself. And this is what it all comes down to. I would not be where I am right now had I not believed in myself, had I not believed that this was going to work out. And I remember actually sophomore year, so I'm a senior now, I'm graduating 28 days. Sophomore year, two years ago, I wrote a little song because when I feel things, I write. <laughs> this is so like, when I feel things, I write. No, but really, especially when the emotion is just too hard for me to process, too hard for me to handle, I write. That's the only way I can get it out of my system. And I remember writing this one song about cars passing me by. It's all about cars. I don't know. I think about cars a lot. And there was this one line, I, I got two years left or something along the lines of, I'm sure I have it in that box full of crumpled papers because it was a lyric I wrote on my notepad. But I, that's how I perceive things. I was like, I have two years left before I have to, you know, make a decision. What am I going to do? And I'm sure, I'm sure I've mentioned this in my first podcast episode of I'm graduating high school early, but with college and whatnot, um, I have a different perspective I'd like to offer. You may not agree and that is fine, but it's something I believe in. So I feel like with education, I know personally, a lot of my friends from school, they're going to university without knowing what it is exactly they want to do. Self-discovery, great, expensive way to self-discover, but it is what it is and that's fine. I respect it. But I feel like with university, when one goes there, even if they don't know what to do, even if they do, it gives them time. It gives them time to refrain from taking responsibility. Does that make sense? Because think about this. I'm in school right now, right? Let's pretend I'm not graduating early. Let's pretend I'm doing the full year. When I graduate, if I decide to go to college, I have time. I don't have to know exactly what I'm doing. I'm still figuring things out. I'm still learning. I'm still educating myself. But because I'm graduating high school early, mind you, and I'm not going to university, it's like I become an adult. Because it's called a student for a reason. A college student is a still a student. A university student is a student. And a high school student is a student. They have that time where they can learn and refrain from taking responsibility and from getting a quote-unquote real job. I don't like myself saying this because it's like, what is a real job? You know what I mean? If it makes you happy, it makes me happy. But you know what I'm trying to say? It gives them time. And for me, I knew I was going to graduate and not go to college. I don't know if I thought I was going to graduate early. Probably, yeah, sophomore year. But I knew that I was going to have to take that responsibility as soon as I graduated because I'm not going to university. So it's like if you go to university, you're learning for something, obviously. So then after it's expected that you get a nine to five job, which there's nothing wrong with, by the way. Like, I feel like it's 
portrayed as such a terrible lifestyle on TikTok and other social media outlets. But if it suits you, I'm only happy for you. And I really mean that. To each their own. We couldn't function. It would not be a functioning society if every person were an entrepreneur. We couldn't all work for ourselves because we need people who work for us as well. Like it's a very intricate balance, but so there's nothing wrong with a nine to five. But after university, that's what it's expected. And that's a real job. So the time you're in university, you're learning the skills necessary. You're, what's this expression? You're getting feel of the rope or something of the sort of when you go to your real job. But for me, it's very, it's just weird. Like I, I don't know anybody else who's graduating early and not going to college. I know it's a very untraditional path, but not as much as maybe it was 20 years ago. Like right now, a lot of people are more open-minded to it. But thing is with me, it's like most people drop out of, because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like I'm like dropping out of school or something. They do that when they have guaranteed success. Does that make sense? I hope it does. When they become suddenly a very famous musician their career absolutely takes off and they're in school. So they just graduate early or drop out or leave and whatever, finish their education as quick as they can to focus on that because they have guaranteed success. For me, I don't have that guaranteed success. And I think that's what doesn't scare me much anymore because like I said, I just, I trust myself and I trust my work ethic and I know I'm going to be successful. Like I feel like it's encoded in my DNA at this point because I work the hardest out of anybody I know except my mom because my mom works a little bit harder. So I looked to her for an example. But once again, it's very subjective. And so grade 10, I think that's also how I felt. Because how was I going to get that guaranteed success? And it's a very interesting concept because how can success be guaranteed? This is turning into a very philosophical episode, but that's just what I've been thinking about. You know? But it's with anything. I think what it really comes down to... I'm reading Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. I'm not sure if he wrote it or a ghostwriter. Um, it's a very interesting book. I haven't been able to put it down for the past two days. I'm at page 100 something. Considering I have a lot going on my day, I don't have much time to read, but that's what I did today after my American government final because it's finals week before winter break. Anyway, so success, I feel like it's such a, I don't know, that's how I used to perceive it. Like, yeah, I was going to work for this amount of time and then I was going to get really successful and then I could just take everything off. And that's how I feel like a lot of people perceive it as well. Like, oh yeah, so I'll go to um, college, I'll go to med school for gosh knows how long, and then I'll do the doctorate path, and I'll save up, and then I'll retire early and go live on Bora Bora. But thing is, what it really comes down to is just loving the process. Because with Phil Knight and his um, shoe dog, his process, because he's the creator of Nike, his process, I haven't really gotten too much into it because I'm only a fourth of the way into the book, or a third and a half, you could say. But um. He never had that guaranteed success starting out. And it's also, it's very nerve wracking. And I think about how could a person be so stressed for that long of his life and still love every second of it. But that's what it comes down to, loving the process. I'm not sure who said it. I think it might've been Kobe, rest in peace. I'm not sure. But there's a speech that some basketball player gave about how you wake up early and you work hard, you go to sleep and you work hard. That's the dream. That's the dream. That's the process of the dream. And that's what I've been thinking about as well, is that I would never want to be handed success on a platter. If I would had the opportunity to wake up tomorrow and have, I don't know, say I released my first song and had the opportunity for 
my music career and its success to be 100% guaranteed, each album a hit after the next, I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't take it. Because what does that mean? Just people listening or people really perceiving my art? Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, would you, if you could have a billion dollars today, would you take it? So you're, But you wouldn't be able to do any of the work that you do now. And my answer is, would be no. A billion dollars is quite a bit. I don't know what I would do with it. It would be enough of money. But the sweetest part of success is the work that's put into it. And so that's how I'm shifting my mindset to right now. I don't know where I'll be in a year. I don't know if I'll be wildly successful or I'll be just successful or if I'll be unsuccessful, which I don't think will be the case because once I said, like, I really believe in myself here. But it just, it's something that's a little bit nerve-wracking and nervous. But part of it is letting go. So an example of letting go that I have is with this podcast, take it for example. So I do individual and guest episodes, right? How do you think I feel before each guest episode? And by the way, for all guests, I also do a sound check prior. Um, it's like 15 minutes. I just discuss the logistics. It's very professional. I know I'm a pleasure to work with. <laughs> At least I think so. I like to think so. Um, but before every sound check even, I'm so nervous. It takes me a second to let the person into the waiting room on Zoom. A genuine second because I'm just shuddering. I'm tingly. I'm jittery i'm nervous and especially before recording duh i know the person a little bit better than i did before the sound check but it's recorded and for me i've talked about this but i don't have any pre-written questions i don't it i know it kind of sounds like an interview but i, I genuinely i have an idea of what i want to ask but at the same time it's all about going with the flow so before i'm like oh but what if i don't know what to say what if i get stuck what if this what if that but what it really comes down to is i led the person to the waiting room out of the waiting room, sorry, <laughs> to my podcast episode. And I press and I say, hello, obviously I press record and that's where it goes. Letting go. That's a very important idea in this book I read recently, The Inner Game of Music by Barry. I'm not sure, but it's also co-authored by a person who wrote The Inner Game of Tennis, which you might be familiar with. But Inner Game of Music is a pretty good book. And it talks about that. During a performance, when you're nervous, during anything, you just let go. You tap into that state where you just trust yourself and you let go. And that's how I felt today before my test. Because it's a final test in U.S. government. Um, like I said, finals week. And it's worth 50% of my grade. I don't care too much for grades, but the sixth grader in me does. Because I was quite a bit of perfectionist with that. So obviously I wanted to do my best. 50%, that, that's a big stake. That's a, can I say that? That's a big stakes. I don't know. I have trouble with the expressions in English sometimes. I don't know why. Literally, I've been here for a while. Um, but I was nervous until I sat down. I opened my Chromebook because everything's digital nowadays, right? I typed in the enter passcode. I pressed submit and I just started the test. I just let go. Because at certain points in time, it just comes to realizing that being nervous and feeling that sort of anxiety, it takes a lot of energy away. And I know sometimes we can't really do anything about it. Like yesterday I had a presentation in business communications and I was nervous and I couldn't do anything about it. And I remember standing in front of the whole class and I love presenting, by the way. I feel very much at home when I do that. I would much rather speak to a group of people than to one person. I don't know why. I don't know why, but it just makes me less nervous when I'm presenting. But anyway, I remember standing there with my little note cards. My hands were not shaking, but my leg was going crazy. It was like, that's exactly how it was. 
I'll give you the sound effect again. Just picture my leg going like that. That's what it was. I was nervous and I couldn't do anything about it. So I just channeled it. And so getting a little bit more philosophical, I don't know where I'll be in a year. So what can I do with it? I can just trust myself and I can trust my work ethic and I can trust everything I know that it's going to work out for me. Because thing is, so if you think about it in bigger terms, manifestation, uh, it sounds like a very <laughs> Californian, what's it called, like boohoo concept or something. See, I, things just don't come to me today, but that's okay. That's, it just is what it is. It's a wonderful Wednesday for me, Thursday, if you're listening when this podcast is released. But um, manifestation, I believe in it. And I really believe that our thoughts, our actions, and everything we do attracts things of a similar frequency. So I think the reason why I'm so lucky, and I've really been thinking about this because I have so many opportunities in my lifetime, like I said, with the whole social media thing, I don't know how it worked out. But at the same time I do, it's because of the work I put in and the intent behind it. My goal was never to blow up. It was to share. And it still is. Blowing up is just a, I mean, it just sounds so, I don't know, almost, it kind of devalues the art blowing up. Like, what does that mean? Going viral. Okay. What does that mean? You know, it's people appreciating your art. That's how I perceive it. How did it work out? Because of the work I put in with the intent that I put in behind it. So obviously with everything I like to think I've ever gotten in my lifetime, I'm incredibly grateful. So I track things of a similar frequency because say it were the opposite. And let's say I was chasing after numbers and I was like, Oh, I want to hit 2 million. I want to hit 2 mil. I want to hit 24K. What does that even mean? Those are people. Like, How can you say mil or K? It, thousands. Thousands of people. That's a lot. But let's say it was that. Maybe I would have reached my goal, but would it be the same quality of reaching my goal? Or maybe I would not have reached my goal because the intent behind it was bad and I was just not attracting what I originally set out to attract. I don't know if this makes any sense, but point is, I'm going to wrap this up. It's a little bit shorter. Um, it just comes to trusting trusting myself, trusting that I can do this and putting trust in my work ethic. Because truly how I feel is that my work ethic speaks for itself. And I'll leave it at that. I'm incredibly excited for my music career. I'm excitedly, incredibly excited to graduate high school. I cannot wait for you to listen to my first ever song. I don't know. I don't know what you guys are expecting. Like I, this is what I'm curious about, but I feel like, I don't know. I'm just curious. I'm nervous. I'm excited. And, um, this episode was very in the moment. It was just my thoughts, but I would absolutely love to listen back to it a year later and just see what has changed, what hasn't. How's life different? Where am I a year from now? You know?